You are listening to South Niagara Conversations, a podcast presented by the South Niagara Chambers of Commerce, along with 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM. Here are your hosts, Dolores Fabiano and Scott Lunn. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, Thanks to everyone who's uh, joined us for our South Niagara Conversation Series. Joining me is my co-host, Scott Lund, General Manager of 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Dolores. Uh, It is a very sunny day today, uh, and uh, it's Friday, as always, uh, for podcast day, so uh, things are, are good on my end. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. You, you mean it's Friday again. <laughs> I, I have no distinction between the days. <laughs> yeah, it is a challenge sometimes, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, and, and dare I say it, it almost feels like spring out there. Dare I say it? I, I said it. <laughs> you know, the sidewalks are starting to become walkable, uh, and uh, I think that's, uh, that's a step in the right direction. It yeah. sure is. I'm feeling good, just like I should. So I, I'm going to be silly this morning. I can feel it. Uh, I also want to give uh, a shout out to our tech sponsor, Brian LaChapelle from B4 Networks, who always makes us sound so great. Brian, how are you doing this morning? Fantastic, Dolores. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Uh, so this morning, we're going to talk to some of our local restaurant owners uh, to hear really how they're doing. Um, this particular industry has been flipped upside down. And I'm really interested to hear how they've um, managed the changes and and really what those changes mean to the future of, of, of their business. Uh, so, Scott, let's get to it. Uh, who do we have joining us this morning? You bet. Uh, thanks, Dolores. Well, first, I'd just like to mention, because uh, Doug Chipman from Chipman Charlie's was going to be on, on the podcast with us, but unfortunately, he was unable to. But we are very fortunate to have with us uh, Kevin Eklund from The Smoking Buddha and Cheryl LaPalm from The Old Squire. Welcome. Good morning. Morning. Uh, as Cheryl, uh, sorry, as Dolores alluded to, uh, it's just been, you know, of all the industries, I mean, many have been hit hard, but I don't think any any more so than, than the restaurant uh, business or the, the pub business or what have you. And uh, I know, we, you know, we see what's happening today, but let's back it right up to when this whole thing started, uh, when we were all kind of unaware of what the next steps would be what was going to be hit the hardest and what on a day-to-day basis the government was going to decide to do. And uh, maybe we'll start with you, Cheryl. Um, but, but what was that feeling? What was that uncertainty like? Uh, well, like I was saying earlier to Dolores, like, we, we were just in denial that this was even happening when it did happen, when we did close. And then it was a mad rush to try and figure out what we were going to do with all our inventory because it was St. Patty's Day week. So, um, you know, we called the Hope Center up and we donated some food. We gave away the food to staff. Like, it was just like, you know, we had to prepare to close down, <laughs> you know, in the midst of like saying, wow, this is really happening you know, after working so hard, like all, all businesses, right. Owners, you work so hard to get to a point where you're, where you're doing well and then bam. Right. And then trying to rebound from that. Now it's, it's been challenging, but you have to stay positive. You, you have a staff to, um, you know, be 
therefore. So you have to stay positive, right? Keep them motivated for the future. So that's just how I've been looking at it. Yeah, it's the uh, keeping the uh, positivity is probably one of the biggest challenges of all. I'm sure. Kevin, how, how about yourself? How did you uh, deal with those early days? I was you know, kind of much the same as uh, Cheryl had said, you know, you're, you're planning, it's, uh, it's March break, St. Patty's Day is right there. So you know, you're getting in your inventory, spring is in the air, um, you're kind of getting going and um, yeah, then suddenly, you know, you walk into work and it's like shutting down. What, what does that mean? And that's kind of, you know, the, the um, that was the moment I, I stopped breathing for a second, kind of like, what is happening? <laughs> Just and, uh, and you think, hey, okay, two weeks. Okay, you know what? Maybe we can give it. I mean, as Cheryl said, now you've, you've got all this inventory and, you know, you have perishable products. So that's what, what I said. That? I'm like, this is only going to be two weeks. Like literally in my head, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I had planned a vacation in that two weeks. I could go somewhere. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it was, I mean, you know, as, as Cheryl had said, you know, I, I called up even, uh, you know, some, uh, some of my hockey buddies and, um, you know, I had growlers here. And at that point they didn't really, you know, but I just kind of started unloading kegs. Because I had beer already on tap, and I'm like, "Hey, man, throw me twenty bucks, and uh, you know, in two weeks, two three weeks, we'll be back to, you know, kind of normal." And um, here we are, eleven months later, and uh, <laughs> still waiting. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know, it's, it, I was uh, saying that to my my uh, children this morning, right, you know, yesterday, that uh, you know, now you know, this will be the new normal, and you know, I'm waking up every day, and I'm kind of like. All right, you know, Groundhog Day came and went, and uh, you know, you're, you know, we're just, you know, kind of going with it. And you know, as we had mentioned before, you know, you're looking forward to um, some announcements this afternoon. But uh, you know, that's it could be a tough announcement because Red, you know, I mean, I know uh, Cheryl, I, I don't know if you, uh, I think you'd agree, but uh, ten guests in the uh, in the establishment is uh, that's a tricky go as well. So, you know, yes. Um... So if you remember before Christmas, we were in the red, right? Mm -hmm. A few weeks before they locked us all down. Um, I actually found that more difficult to manage because you're trying to turn over the tables because you only have 10 people, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to maximize that, <laughs> the revenue with 10 people. Like, so yeah, it, it's definitely, you have to be organized to turn those tables over and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's such an interesting point. Um, you know, you guys have to turn over the tables and in the summer when the patios were open, um, you know, my husband and I went out and Friday night was typically uh, a date night. And so through the summer, we tried to incorporate some, some type of normal back into our routine. It was not the same. Because, um, you know, you, you go out on a Friday night, you, you, you know, you want to unwind after a long, long week, you have a glass of wine, um, you have a nice dinner, you, you're having some conversation, you're relaxed, you're laid back. But during the summer, you know, the minute you show up, you're told by your server, okay, you've got an hour and a half. Yeah, the experience is <laughs> right? totally different. So the, the, yeah. the consumer experience, um, wasn't the same either. And, and, um, you know, just another challenge, right? I'm, I'm curious. So, you know, if we go back 11 months and, and isn't it crazy that we're actually saying that, you know, <laughs> this started 11 months ago, but 11 months ago, were you, um, either of you already, uh, doing takeout or was that something that you, um, had to figure out, 
Uh, I, I'm assuming that that you guys are both offering takeout. Maybe you're not. I don't know. Well, I'll go first, Kevin. Um, so we decided to take the advantage of the time and do some renovations inside. We basically um, we did our entire kitchen. We had to remove our old fridge and freezer. We did the work ourselves to try and save money. It was a huge undertaking. Um, at the same time, very scary spending that kind of money when you don't know what the future holds. But, you know, you, like I said, you stay positive. We're going to be okay. We're going to open. So we didn't do takeout until July. <laughs> we, were, we were closed completely till July. We weren't, in, we weren't in a position to do takeout. And frankly, at that point, kind of scared, you know, our staff were, they were still kind of like anxious about doing it. So yeah, it was July. And then our patio, we didn't really, we don't have a patio. We like, we have 20, we can seat 20 or sorry, uh, four tables out there. So yeah, 20 people, um, but, or 16 to 20 people, but um, the mall did offer to expand um, the patio into the parking lot, but it wasn't going to work. And then trying to, you know, spending more money on something you don't know that's going to work. Although it was a gorgeous summer and I know patios did thrive people that had patios, you know, they, they, they did, they did well. Yeah. Well, well, I know that smoking Buddha has an amazing patio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We Long were, this. we were quite fortunate. Like as Cheryl, like we kind of took that initial two weeks and kind of said, Hey, we'll, we'll get on board with this and we'll, we'll shut down. And uh, same, same as uh, Cheryl had said, you know, like, I went in, pulled out the whole kitchen, unplumbed stuff, fixed things, fix this, fix that. And then uh, we opened up um, April 1st for uh, uh, takeout. And in the beginning we were doing a curbside and, you know, uh, we were enjoying some nice weather in March. Then uh, April was weird with, uh, you know, I think every Friday it snowed and there was like, you know, so we were doing uh, curbside, uh, you know, dropping uh, food off into people's cars again. You know, kind of like Cheryl had said, you know, the, the staff was a little bit, you know, I reached out to all the staff and said, who's comfortable, who's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, even for myself, you know, I'd, I'd get home after a shift and, uh, you know, because it was like, it was all new. It's like coronavirus. It's, it's, you know, it's a horrible, horrible thing. And, uh, you know, I'm getting home and, and basically jumping into the shower and like, Oh, clean. Like, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to, you know, but we, um, we hung in there with our takeout and we had been doing takeout prior to, because we are a small, uh, a pretty small space. You know, we typically only seat, um, like 40 people in here in the winter months as it is. So we had been doing a good bit of takeout, but nowhere, you know, I never, I never saw it uh, as much the takeout to be as, 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 um, as much as it was right off the hop. So now, you know, I'm, I'm leaning on to a few neighbors kind of be like, do you have any takeout containers I could borrow just until next week? And, um, you know, cause I, I just kind of figured, Hey, it's, you know, we'll do takeout enough to, you know, kind of get us, uh, get us going and, and sustain a little bit. Right. But the, um, off the hop and, and you know we limited our hours too so that kind of put the push on you know people could you know get, get their food in between these times and those times right yeah. so um and then and then yeah then the patio season rolled around which was you know, in uh in july and again that's where you know i took a little hesitation and kind of said i'm not gonna jump on this right away i want to see what happens right um because you know they when you ask though you have your hand sanitizer you have all these pieces but now you know you're putting an extra staff to be Again, who wants to be the person who's wiping things down and you know, um, talking to the, you know, going up to the guests and getting their name and phone number and, and doing all these pieces, right? So it was, um, you know, yeah, we definitely had to, I think, I mean, 
we, we definitely had to rethink it, but it seems, you know, we're just constantly rethinking and like, what can we do? And, you know, then it's, you know, then it's the, the patience piece of like, give it time. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Give it, give it time. Um, you know, it's interesting you talk about, you know, the employees and, and, and the safety aspect and, you know, I think a lot of us can appreciate, um, you know, our essential workers, um, but people don't think of our, you know, waiters and waitresses and, and, and um, those folks as essential workers and, and the risk that they put themselves in to make sure that, you know, we can uh, get takeout or sit in a patio. Um, that's something that, that people really just don't, I, I just don't think they think about that. And it's a good point. I, I mean, did you have employees that said, no, I, I'm just, I'm just really worried about this virus and I don't want to be in that position. I, I, I have a family and, you know, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah I uh, definitely had, sorry, um, go ahead. no, I, I had, uh, I had a few who like, you know, I just basically reached out to everybody at the time we had uh, 16 employees and I reached out to everyone who kind of said, Hey, you know, what, what is, what, you know, what are you thinking? And, uh, you know, how, how do you feel about this? And I did have, you know, quite a, you know, 50% kind of, you know, were, I'd rather, I'd rather just wait this out. Um, and then others were, you know, Hey, I'm in, but what, you know, what do we have in place to, to protect us? Right. So, you know, and that's, again, that, that's, you know, back in the, in the beginning stages and, uh, you know, now it's, you know, temperature checks every morning and, you know, just, making sure hand washing, you know, everything is clean and, and we're you know, constantly wiping down the doors and whatnot. Right. So. Yeah. How about um, you, Cheryl? So right from the get go, I was so impressed with the staff, how they took this on. Cause I was, I was so worried because I just, you know, I'm responsible for all these people. Um, and even the guests, you know, like doing takeout, like what if, what if, and then even when we were doing inside dining, like the sleepless nights, I'm telling you, because yeah. you don't know, like, what if, right? Like, even though you're cleaning everything, sanitizing everything, doing everything you're supposed to be doing, you just, what if? Yeah. I, I don't know, like, wow, stress. <laughs> yeah, it's such a dilemma because, um, you know, this is truly a, a, a public health crisis that has created an economic crisis. And we've kind of been put in this, in this inhumane situation where we have to make a decision between, you know, um, saving lives or saving our livelihood. And it's, it's an impossible decision. And, and I, um, you know, I feel for all of our political leaders because there's no, there's no easy answer. There's no easy way out of this. And I don't know what the right balance is. And, and I know that we've got a, a podcast coming up uh, in a couple of weeks to discuss that, but but it really is, you know, um, people are worried about their health and their safety. And even as a, you know, as a customer, initially, you know, just even ordering takeout or, or when we could go and, and enjoy a meal on a patio, you know, we did think twice about it because, um, God forbid, you know, you, you go out and you get sick and not even so much, you know, in, in my situation, myself getting sick, but my, my 80 year old parents, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guilt that, that, um, Passing it on, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not an easy thing. Um, yeah. 
And I, I know that there's been some uh, controversy, um, you know, around restaurants really wanting to um, reopen in a in a meaningful way. I know that we talked about uh, a little bit about, um, you know, the fact that we, we anticipate an announcement this afternoon from the <laughs> provincial government um, indicating that that Niagara will be in the red zone. We that's what we're anticipating. Um, but but earlier you guys were saying that that's that's almost more difficult. It's, it's definitely, I mean, as, as Cheryl says, it's, it's definitely a challenging uh, piece of like, because you are, and you're looking out for your guests and your, your, uh, your employees, right? And then you have, uh, you know, potentially 10, 10 guests coming in and it's, it's still March. It's still kind of cool out, right? So your furnace is, you know, going extra. There's, uh, there's, there's extra costs and there's extra, um, yeah, organizing, right? And um, being able to, you know, for, for us here in, at, the, at, the, at the Buddha, we do have quite a bit of takeout going on and then we have the guests coming in and we, you know, we want to accommodate the guests. Um, and then we, if we have though a five thirty of, of 10 people, but I also have so much takeout going out the door, right. Who, you know, who becomes the priority? Right. Um, is it the takeout has been our livelihood because it's been up and down and um, you know, the place is closed and we're open. We have the patio. Um, so it does, it does make it, uh, it does make it quite, uh, quite difficult. Cheryl was saying before, just to, uh, just to organize that. And that's, you know, as she's put it, that's a lot of that's on our back. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, okay, Hey, we're, we're organizing it all. And, um, but, you know, as also, as she said, you know, we do have, you know, we're, we're fortunate. I feel that, you know, we do have the employees who are with us and, uh, you know, are also there to help out and kind of be like, Hey, we can take this. Right. So, yeah, but it's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting. I think interesting uh, even with 10 people, I just think we need to move forward, even if it's 10 people. I think people are dying to get out and have some sort of normal life. So it, 10 people and take out, you know what, well, we'll figure it out. Just probably means I'm working more, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm used to. That's okay. But um yeah, like I'm, I'm excited to open those doors. Let's go, right? Like you are. We're not a takeout. We're not a takeout restaurant. We're a pub. People want to come in and have that beer and have that conversation. And even the staff, right? Like we're like a social bunch. Like we need to get back to life. And so, what, what would be what would be the sweet spot for you guys right now? Like, what what would you know if if you um, you know could make the decision where, where do you think would be the right place to be right now? Based on, you know, you guys know um, what you're able to do in, in your restaurants in terms of keeping it safe for everyone. What, what do you think would, would be that sweet spot for you? Well, for, for restaurants. So we're, we're 3,500 square feet. So I think it should be based on percentage, like maybe 20, 25%, because what if you have a 50, like let's just say you have a 50,000 square foot building and you have 10 people, like it's, it, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. You know what I mean? And still do it safely. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Start off small, like 20% and then work our way up while the virus, while everybody gets vaccinated. Right. Mm. Right. But 10 people, I mean, we'll take, it's better than nothing, but it, at the same time, it, it's, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I completely hundred percent agree with that. Like I'm, my dining area is 1200 
square feet. Right. So really, when it comes down to the 25, I'm still only 10 people. Yeah. Uh, but we put partitions up. And I think I think you're absolutely right. Is you know, we've, we've put all these pieces in place and we are cleaning. We are staying on top. We are we are front line in, in a sense. Right. And we're doing everything we can. And, you know, to have that 3,500 square feet and say, hey, you know, why why not have you know 40 people in there to, you know, to make make a go of it, right? Uh, that's where we're. I mean, that's where we are. Fortunately, we do have the takeout, but I only have you know the 1,200 square feet, so um, you know, we can accommodate. But then summer rolls around, we have our patio, and that's you know that's great. But I think you know for um, for places like you know with, for Cheryl, it it only makes sense that we take this square footage and kind of say because when we have a liquor license, right, you're only allowed so many people inside your measured area and uh you know and everyone plays it safe i think we'd be i think we'd be okay yeah and and for us like we don't have really a patio space and never will really not where our location is so we rely on the inside dining right so if you have a patio great you you you're allowed to have i don't know what the rules are what 20 50 people or something outside i don't even know but okay yeah so great great for you right you can have this many yeah. people inside and then you know this many people out so you can if the weather is great like last summer people you know with restaurants that had patios did you know the revenue was they did re- really well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it definitely like we said before i mean who could have anticipated um that this would be this long like unimaginable like just unimaginable but um something definitely has to give because it's not sustainable. You know, people, people have to be able to make a living. And um, there was um, uh, an article that restaurants Canada published uh, back in October. And uh, so before the latest lockdown uh, and they said that the, at the height at that point of the COVID pandemic, 800,000 food service workers were laid off or had their hours cut down to zero. 800,000 people. That was before the second lockdown. Uh, how, how do we, yeah. how do we manage that? Like, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that you guys have had, you know, layoffs um, and, and, and it's great that the government stepped up and, and they provided some subsidies and, and uh, you know, to, to all those folks, but that can't continue indefinitely. Forever. Yeah. I, I, I was saying that just yesterday that so the subsidies are supposed to be ending in june i believe like i don't know how we'll recover after june with what's been left for us you know what i mean like yeah paying full rent paying full wages right and then the costs operating costs with all even all the cleaning supplies and everything right like yeah yeah, lots of lots of challenges for sure. I um, I know that um, you know you've all um, invested in in making your restaurants um, safe. Uh, some of you have put up partitions. Uh, you know, you spaced it out differently. Uh, different cleaning procedures. Um, do you do you see those things staying in place post COVID? Like, will will the things that have now been implemented continue long after this pandemic is over do you think the, the cleaning stuff was already there 
And, yeah. uh, and even like the, you know, staff coming in, I don't feel well, you know, you're, you're dealing with people. So you know, it was, uh, those pieces were already in place. Um, the plastic walls, probably good chance of it to have, you know, the guest feel safe. Um, so I think that's a lot of it too. Like people walk in and they kind of look around and assess and say, Oh, well, do I feel, you know, and, uh, do I feel comfortable. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of the partition pieces and like, you know, follow the arrows for, you know, hopefully not forever, but I do believe that for some time, uh, after there's still going to be that, you know, kind of, um, what, what seemed to be awkward before of like the stepping away from each other and bouncing around each other yeah. is going to be there. <laughs> oh, I think that was the, that's the most stressful part. It's just, where's my hug? I know. I like. I'm like. I'm not, I want to hug everyone. I'm like, no. Get into me. Don't touch me. Like, okay, okay. Not to take it personally. Yeah, it's so true. We had um, a business after five, like literally a few days before the lockdown. I, I mean, we just, you know, we 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 had the event planned and we went ahead with it. And uh, that night, everybody was, you know elbow bumping, right? Uh, which was so different because y- you get to know everybody and uh, yeah, there's lots of hugs all the way around and uh, it was strange. But Kevin, you make you make a good point. I think, you know, customers, um, when they're going into a restaurant or a retail space or, or anything like that, um, they are looking to see that those safety measures are in place. And I know that myself, I've I've walked into a place and I just didn't get a good vibe. Yeah. People or, you know, um, people not following the rules and nobody enforcing the rules. And I just felt unsafe and I turned right around and left. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, it, you know, by the time we, we, we get out of this, it's going to be a year at least. Um, And people have developed different habits and, and, and they've been afraid. And so when we come out of this, those, those habits are there. And I think, uh, first of all, to get people back out, I, I know that everybody says, oh, you know what, the minute, you know, they say that we can go out, people are going to be flocking. I'm not convinced because I think people have changed their habits, right? And, and um, I think people will still have, you know, some, some worry uh, about it. And so I think one of the one of the things that has to be very very clear is that your place is a safe place to go that that you are enforcing the rules that you take this very seriously and mm-hmm. and probably a good idea to you know to just make that that statement either on your website or or at your front door or as people are are, are making reservations or, or walking in I think that's going to be a real a real important piece I, I don't know how you guys feel about that. That's definitely, I mean, that's the, like making the guests feel uh, comfortable um, and, and knowing that, you know, when you walk in, the pieces are in place, right? There's the sanitizers there. There's a, a face mask available. There's, um, you know, the staff is, you know, uh, there and accommodating and everyone's keeping, you know, the distance type thing, right? Um, yeah. So it's definitely those pieces. And I mean, the, the, the good part, like, as you say, I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, I mean, we do have our regulars, uh, but you're not... Like for us, you know, there's, we're still going to be relying on a good bit on the takeout, but there's still celebrations, right? There's, there's anniversaries, there's birthdays. So people want that special moment. And, uh, 
you know, to be out and be taken care of. And that's why I'm finding even, you know, as, as Cheryl had talked before, like when we were in prior to the Christmas season, we were in kind of that only 10 people. And then uh, and it had to be from the same household. Yeah. Um, and that's what we were finding was it was people with an anniversary. It was a birthday party. It was, you know, it was a celebration. And that's what was bringing people out, which, you know, I mean, that's what we're here for, right? We're here to uh, accommodate the guests. And, and as Cheryl had mentioned before, like, you know, our staff, we're, we're in hospitality. Everyone's very outgoing and, um, you know, happy to happy to take care of the guests, right? So. I, um, I know that people have, have uh, you know, um, been flexible and, and gone in different directions and done some innovative things. Um, I, I had a thought. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and I, I get these thoughts. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, it's scary sometimes. Um, just before Christmas or, or just after Christmas, a, a couple of my friends had received from their children uh, because they weren't able to get together for the holidays. And uh, really nobody needed a new sweater this year because there's no place to wear that new sweater. So um, a couple of my friends had received as gifts, um, the HelloFresh, you know, the subscription. And everybody thought, oh, wow, this is so cool because we really can't go out for dinner. So, so this is really nice. And I kept thinking to myself, yeah, that's nice, but you still have to cook the meal yourself. And I thought to myself, you know what? It'd be so cool if some of the restaurants offered a subscription where, you know, you're, you're used to your Friday night date night. Well, now let us, you know, send you your date night meal every Friday. You, you know, put it on your credit card and maybe on Monday you get a, a menu with a couple of options. And by the way, did you want to add a bottle of wine or, or bubbly to that? Right. And, and you can still have that special Friday night without having to cook it yourself. Um, I, I don't know, just an idea that popped into my head. I, I don't know the logistics behind that. You guys are probably thinking, yeah, sure, real easy, Dolores. But um to execute, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm sure you guys have, have um had conversations with other people who've who've done some different things. Can you share any of that with us? We we did uh, like a gift card uh situation um where you know if you bought a gift card for you know um it was basically $200. And with that, you received like 12 meals as opposed to paying for each individual meal. So you actually, you know, there was a, the discounted piece. Um, currently, and now I'm doing a, like a loyalty takeout. Uh, so after so many meals, you know, you get a free meal or a bottle of wine. Um, and then we try to, we try to, to, to package some pieces together. Um, so as you say, hey, it's a celebration night. So get your, the meal with the bottle of wine and it's, you know, at, you know, uh, this kind of cost, right? So we're, we're doing a lot of, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, particularly, um, we're doing like a discounted rate on certain dishes to try and get people, uh, through the door. Right. So, but it's, I mean, yeah, it, it's, uh, like I, I mentioned before, like, you know, if you give it a shot and it doesn't work today, well, it doesn't mean it won't work tomorrow. Right. So you kind of have to have that kind of stick to it of this to, to, uh, or tenacity to, to be in there and be like, Hey, I'm going to, we'll make this work. Right. We'll, we'll stick with it. But then again, you know, sometimes if it's, if it is failing, it's best to just step off the. <laughs> yeah, you have to try. We mm. were doing, um, we started a few weeks ago. Um, we wanted to do family meals, but was worried about um, like wastage, right? Like if you don't sell it and then if you have pre or like we would have to do pre-orders. It was just for me, I don't know. It didn't make sense for our kitchen. So 
decided to do um, buy two entrees and then the, uh, the kids meal, one kids meal was free on Wednesday, Thursdays to try and increase sales on those two days. Cause of Fridays and Saturdays have been decent, but those two, two other days have been challenging. So, yeah, yeah. I have um, two questions that I, I'm just dying to, to ask. <laughs> so I'm going to ask them both. <laughs> um, so the first is, um, and they're kind of the same, I guess, but I'll ask them both. So the first is what changes that have, have you made over um, the last 11 months that, that you see continuing um, because they've just worked out really well for you. Um, and I guess it's the same question. What, what have you done differently that, that you think was really, really positive um, that you'll, you'll continue to do? So, so basically the same question. And who wants uh, to tackle it first? <laughs> we, for, for us, um, the first thing we did, I mean, as we talked before, we closed up for the first, uh, we closed up for two weeks, cleaned the place up, made everything, um, you know, kind of spick and span as, as, uh, you know, as we, as, as we did. And, uh, the first thing we did was look at our menu and kind of say what items, you know, carry the best, what can be reheated tomorrow. Um, so those were the, you know, that was the number one thing that we kind of did and, and which we will be, you know, progressively doing, uh, from here forward, like what carries well, what can be, um, you know, kind of like, um, you know, like the, um, Hello Fresh, where you can actually take a meal home, but you take it pieces and then you kind of put it all together uh, when you get there, right? And then the second piece was packaging. Um, packaging comes at a cost, and uh, to find the best packaging that could be kind of a reusable, uh, biodegradable, and um, you know is going to help keep um, you know certain things uh, like certain items that we carry. You know, you put the bean sprouts in with something, well, now they're going to wilt by the time you get home, so it's not fresh, right? So to try and figure out those little packaging pieces to put together. Right. So those were, those were kind of our key pieces and, and uh, still are. Right. So. I, I would have to agree with, with Kevin on that, the packaging trying to, you want to have that the same quality um, when they get it home and it, it, it's, it's difficult, right? Like you're packaging up fries, a sandwich or whatnot. Like you want it to be hot when they get it home and mm-hmm. It, it never hundred percent is <laughs> like, let's be real. Like you do your best, right? right. You do your best to, to execute it, to make sure it gets out as quick as possible. So I wonder, did you guys um, prior um, have a website where people could um, view your menu uh, or, or maybe even pre-order? Uh, I, I, I don't think Cheryl, you were doing takeout, but, but maybe Kevin, you did. And, what changes have you had to make to your 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 website or, or your social media platforms to accommodate this new this new world that we're in? We've we've uh, brought in a um, an online ordering system, uh, which I'd I'd always considered before, but it was one of those things of you know um, when it's in the background and it's kind of going like I had a few friends who had a, an online ordering system and you know, you're accommodating the guests and then you turn around and this, all of a sudden there's a printer printing off like other items, right? So it's kind of, oh, right? Like how, you know, we gotta, we gotta, and, and as, as Cheryl had said before, like trying to manage it all. Right. It's, uh, it's not that easy. I why uh, I haven't done 
online ordering as of yet. Our kitchen is so small. I, I don't know about your place, but um, I'm still considering it just to, cause you need to evolve with the times. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's still in the back of my mind. And then of course, delivery, right. People are like, well, do you skip the dishes, blah, 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 which I'm not for. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I, I don't want to get too deep into that, but, but yeah. just so, so we kind of understand it. Um, when you use a, a, a I, I guess it's a third party delivery service like that. Mm-hmm. It is really expensive for you guys, right? Very. Yes. Okay. Can, can you just explain that a little bit? Because I, 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 I don't think most of us understand that. Like it's, it's, you know, from, from, from the customer side, we just order and, you know, we never give a thought as to, <laughs> how oh, it all <laughs> how it all plays out well i it, there's a percentage like it's it can be 10 20 30 percent right off that you you pay them yeah, yeah. and, and but, so that comes out, out of your yeah when you look at the price on the menu that as cheryl's saying that that extra percentage is included in our price right so when you look at the menu you're like oh hey it's it's 15 dollars, but then we're getting and then they're getting right and even with the online ordering system too um it's a great system because people can you know if they can't get through on the phones but then you know when the payment comes if there's you know credit card payments which is typically the only only way to do it there's a another you know it's a little higher than our typical pos that we have here at the uh, at the restaurant right so it's it's great um it is really great to have uh but there are you know there are those extra costs which you know before pre-pandemic, when we didn't have the online ordering system, you know, I just kind of knew going in, okay, we've got our debit sales, we got our credit cards, we got this, we got that. And yeah. then the online, super convenient. And you know, that's what you want. You want a convenience, you know, you want to make sure the guest is having the most convenient experience that they can. Um, and then you know, when you you throw in the because you kind of think, hey, well, if we have this online ordering system, then you know, maybe you're not paying this and paying that. But you know, the, the, the end result is it's it is it is costly. So yeah. That's why I didn't move forward with it at this time because of the initial cost. I know there's some um, online ordering companies that are saying, well, it'll be free for a year. But at the end of the day, like you're still having to pay for it later down the road. And then for me, I don't want, I don't want our guests like getting used to that. I want them to come in, (laughs) right? Come in. But I mean, you do have to evolve with the time. So it's a catch 22. And then I don't know, it is a cost of doing business as well. So I don't know, it's, it's managing. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, just, I mean, here, like when you talk about uh, like delivery systems and stuff, I actually just for fun one day, I thought, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in my car. And I'm going to deliver a few. <laughs> my goodness. My, gonna- my husband, he's like, Oh, he was off for a month. He's like, I'll do delivery. I'm like, you have fun with that. <laughs> you have fun organizing that because yeah. I want no part of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, our communities are pretty, when it comes to uh, delivering food, our communities are pretty big. Right? Yeah, they like, are. Oh, I'm going to Wayne Fleet now. Right. What? Right. So, yeah. It's so true. I, and, you know, it, it always makes me laugh because uh, people who aren't from Niagara, you know, think we're a small region. Um, and maybe population wide, you know, uh, wise compared to other other regions, we are. But but land wise, <laughs> we are not. We are not small. Uh, so to get from from yeah, you're right. Port Coven to Wayne Fleet, it's it's a bit of a trek. Yeah. 
Um, I know that in previous podcasts, Scott, we, we talked about, you know, the digital economy and how it's, it's fast forwarded. You know, um, we are where we probably would have been 10 years from now, uh, just because of, of the world that we're living in. And I guess when it comes to, you, you, you know, restaurants and that consumer experience, um, what, what we've been hearing, uh, you know, in some of the conversations we're having is that, you know, customers need to be able to, to find your menu. They need to be able to order and pay. Uh, and it needs to be, you know, easy. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, I'll share an experience. There's a, there's a restaurant, I, I won't name it, but it's a, it's a restaurant that a lot of me and my, my friends and family um, frequent. And it, it is, um, it's, it's mostly takeout, was pre-COVID, is now. Well, they, they stop answering the phone. So you can't order online. You have to, to call in your order. And through this pandemic, when, when they just get too busy, they just stop ordering the phone. And so you don't know if they're closed for business or still open. Um, so every once in a while, you know, we'll drive by. And if they're open, we'll, we'll pop in and say, hey, you know, you know, are you taking orders? And they say, oh, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, we were busy in the kitchen. So we stopped answering the phone. And it's crazy. But uh, but I guess if you're you're busy, you're busy. But what has now happened is that that none of us frequent that that restaurant. None of us have have ordered takeout from that place in months because it's it's just not right. Like if I can't get through, I'm not going to waste 30 minutes trying to order something from there. Um, I'm just going to order from somewhere else. So I think. You know, and, there, and there's two sides. I mean, the, the investment that you guys as restaurants have to make to make sure that you've got a website that works, that, that, that you've got, you know, an ordering system in place that is easy and, and convenient for the customer. Um, but there's a cost um, involved with that. And, you know, it's right now in the middle of a pandemic when we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So not an easy situation, um, not an easy situation to be in. Right. I think ordering online is great and convenient. And like I said, you're evolving with the times, but I think ordering on the phone, it's more personal. Like you're, I don't know. It's just another thing you're losing that personal um, experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all becoming so digital, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's just what I think. We, uh, I mean, as you say, with the, the digital piece, it's, it's, you know, having the phone and having that conversation um, is, is fantastic that we have that beep in the background. And it's like, did you say chicken or beef? Did you say oh. vegetarian? And it's like, beep, beep. Like, oh. oh, that's cute. <laughs> and that's, you know, we're with, with, we can move over to the digital piece. Fortunately, I have um, some young people who are digital savvy. Like Thank for me, it's like Instagram. That, right? <laughs> you know, I, I know when I was younger, I know what an Instagram was. And, uh, <laughs> my, my, son, my son just recently said, mom, stay off Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. for Squire. So I, I've, I've actually hired someone to help me out. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. Well, that's, and that's, that's where we are too with the, you know, when we have the phones are, are, are too busy and, um, you know, things are just, we, fortunately I have that younger, younger generation who's pulling up and they're like, boom, they suddenly send out a, Instagram piece that says, Hey, right now we're a little overwhelmed and takeout orders are going to take this long. And that awesome. with that said, I have an account and I'm my only follower on my personal account versus <laughs> the smoking Buddha. It has all kinds of followers. My wife takes care of it. The, you know, the younger staff here, they take care of it for me. 
but I'm not the one to pull up and be like, oh, I'll check it out on Instagram and see, you know. Um, so I'm still, I mean, as Cheryl, I'm still like the phone call guy, right? Like just, you know, even my kids, like, can you please call me instead of this text messaging? Wow. Right? It's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely, a, as you say, the, we, we were just thrown right into like the fast forward of going from, you know, taking a telephone reservation to um, now everything is digital, right? And it's, that's kind of, I mean, look at us right now. Right. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. I just, it's nice to hear that regular, like at the other end of the phone, like, hi, how are you? Like, thank you for ordering. Like, I don't yes. know. I think that just goes a long way. It's that you don't lose those connections. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. And when they come to pick it up, curbside is great, but I like when they come in that, like we have an entrance with hand sanitizer and it's just a little area, but like, even just a, you know, hi, you know, like, it's just like, we just need to get back to normal. I can't wait for today. I hope we go into the red. I really hope. Cross my fingers. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And uh, you realize that, that um, we sound like our parents right now. Oh my Lord. Right? <laughs> I, I don't know when that happened, but, <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> we shouldn't say we look like our parents right now. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, this has been another incredible conversation. Uh, Wow, we lucked out with these guests this morning. Just a really good perspective on on what's happening to their industry. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, you know, uh, Cheryl and Kevin, thanks so much. The challenges are, uh, you know, I don't know how you stay ahead of it. And, and, you know, you're going to obviously continue to stay ahead of it. And it it ranges so much from menus to technology to marketing to you know, new pieces of equipment, like it, it's never ending, but, uh, you know, fingers crossed that, uh, the next time we're chatting, it's, uh, there's, there's folks, real people, uh, real customers, I should say, I'm sure there's real people in your establishments, uh, working, but real people in there enjoying, uh, the fine cuisine and the atmosphere. So, uh, thanks again for, uh, for joining us today. It was very enlightening and, uh, fingers crossed for Thanks for turning around. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Okay, Dolores, what is happening next week? Well, uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the importance of credible news sources, uh, the impact of social media and the 24-hour news cycle, and why fake news is real. Um, Joining us for the conversation will be John Armstrong, president of Armstrong Strategy, Charlie uh, Copen, professor in the Media Studies program at Niagara College, and Kevin Vallier, founder of the Niagara Independent. It promises to be another uh, fascinating conversation. Uh, So to all of our listeners, send us the topics that you're talking about because we want to talk about them too. Thanks again for tuning in and have yourselves a wonderful day. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much.